So today we're going to be wrapping up our series on to be called to be a disciple. You know, over the weeks we've, we've looked at the call of the disciples and those who followed around or came slightly before Jesus or followed after Jesus, we explored the aspects of each of these disciples and, and it helps us to understand that Jesus calls people from all walks of life with completely different personalities, with different gifts and different skills and more than anything, we see that Jesus called people who were not perfect. He called the everyday person, just like you and me, and he called them to follow, to be a disciple, to follow him. Today, what I want to do is I want to zero in on how we are called, how God is still calling us, and what our response is to the call to be a disciple. But I want to start with this. I want to start with this kind of um, understanding about our society. Now, I've been reading this really big, heavy, theological, dense text about uh, faith formation in our secular world. Um, and, and I'm going to put some things on the screen. A couple of things, you know. We, we all know that society has changed, hasn't it? We all know our culture around us has changed. The world has changed. It's not what it used to be 10 years ago, is it? It's not what it used to be 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 2,000 years ago. The world has changed. You know, it's, it's not even what it was a couple of weeks ago. That's how fast our world moves and changes, isn't it? We find ourselves in a time which is so vastly different to when the disciples found themselves in the Bible and how they were called by Jesus. We find ourselves in a, in a different world to where our parents were and what they lived through. We're in a time where, you know, with the underlying search in life, is not for meaning, it's for authenticity. We live in a time when people want authentic experiences, where people will go to the mountaintop just to take a photo, tick, put it on Instagram and say, oh, I've made it here. Authentic experiences. We don't always do that, do we? You know, Some of us don't get selfies. Some of us know what selfies are. But, you know, the thing is that it's not necessarily about the selfie. It's about the authentic experience that you're having in that moment. And then you want to share it with the world to say, this is what I'm doing. We want to be true. You know, people want to be true to themselves. They want to strive for happiness. They want to be youthful and feel young at heart again. You know, go back a number of years and in society the search was for meaning, for purpose. It was our duty to, to work hard, to achieve, to get a good job, to help those around in society and make society work, wasn't it? That was what we need to strive for. Now it's 
different. Not so much about what the society needs, but what the individual experience is. That's paramount. It's for the search for a truly authentic self. Who am I in all of this? That's a really big question. Who am I in all of this? You know, today the question is, what are we living for? What's our purpose? Why are we here? Now, I've had numerous conversations with people um, over over the years about what they want to do with their lives. And by and large, what I hear coming from people is they, they actually want to do something truly meaningful. You know, whether it be, you know, and back in the day when I was working in research science, I'd have lots of conversations about people who were wanting to cure disease. More recently, it's about changing the world or creating the, the, the next big thing that's going to happen. But I also have conversations at the same time with people who just want to go about their lives without much thought and simply just want to to move on to the next fix, whatever that is. For some people it's drugs or Netflix or exercise or whatever it is. It's the next thing that's going to get them through the day. It's something that gives them a feeling of youthfulness. It gives them a feeling of excitement. It gives them something to maybe even just, just numb the pain of life at that moment. But it's about just the next thing. You know, our world has completely changed, but our search for purpose, our pursuit of authenticity is so important for everybody around us. And I want to say this, that your authenticity is actually found in God. Your authenticity is found in God. It's, It's not a pursuit of happiness in things is the fact that God loves you. God has made you. God calls you to him and gives you authenticity because of that. Now, it is Father's Day, and as a male, and I am a male, uh, I want to to speak out of my own experience as a male about, you know, uh, pursuit of purpose, you know, those kind of things. Because as males, sometimes males go through a thing called midlife crisis, don't we? Anybody can agree with that? Those who aren't in the midlife, you may have seen it, you can't remember it, whatever it might be. But yeah, we do, you know, sometimes we go through a crisis and often it's a crisis of identity and purpose, isn't it? What have I done with my life and where, where am I going and what am I going to be doing? There are four things I want, I want to kind of put out to you that, that males, I'm going to talk from the male perspective. Now, females, if this rings true for you, then that's fantastic. But just think this is from a male's perspective here. One of the things that as a male that we want is we need to be wanted. Whether that's work or family or, or whatever it is, there's this need to be needed or wanted, there's a, there's a big purpose in our life. Whether it is work or sport or whatever it is, there's the need to be wanted. And then we also have this underlying thing that we, we, we want to, you know, what, what we offer is valuable 
in our contribution. We, we, we're making a valuable contribution to the thing that we are wanted in. But not only do we want to make a valuable con- contribution, we also want to make a difference in our lives. We want to make a difference in, in the areas that we wanted to be needed and wanted. And we also want to be a part of a tribe. Brothers in arms, those kind of things, together. And so these are kind of the underlying things. This is what causes us, you know, if any one of those things gets a little mixed up, we wonder what our purpose is. You no longer feel needed at work. Bang, suddenly there's a crisis. You don't think what you're doing is valuable. Suddenly there's a crisis. You can't see what you've been doing, slaving for year in, year out, making a difference. There becomes a crisis. When you no longer feel a part of the thing, your brothers around you, when you no longer feel a part of the tribe, who you are, there's a crisis. And when we start to think about these things, And when we actually start to think about how God calls us to follow him and to be in relationship with him, when I put those four things that cause crises when they fall apart, when I place God in the mix to this, God wants you. It is not what you do that brings you close to God, but God values the things that you do. God does call us to make a difference in the world and in people's lives. That is the call upon your life is to make a difference. And God calls you into being part of the family of God, the tribe that we are part of here, the church, the people of God. To be a disciple is to be a follower, to be a part of what we have here. See, being called to be a disciple is still something that happens today. God still calls you and you and you and me. God calls you to follow Jesus and the way he lived. Now, I remember the people in my life who have been conduits to this call of God upon my life. And I want to say today that they have blessed me with with the most amazing gift, the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Now, I want to share with you a piece of scripture, and it comes from Matthew 28, and you may know this piece of scripture because often it is referred to as the great commissioning of of sending people out, the disciples out. I'll put it up on the screen for us so we can have a look at it. And then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. So this is all after the Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. This is where he's called all his disciples. The disciples have seen the ministry that he's done, the miracles that he's done, have seen the death and the resurrection. They've been questioned Jesus. They've seen the miraculous signs of Jesus and they are here with Jesus at the moment. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some of them still doubted. You know, even, even then, seeing all of these things, they still doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority 
on heaven and earth. Therefore, go and, and do what? Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them these new, these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of age. You know, I love this because what is it? What is it that is happening right here? Is Jesus called the disciples, showed them how to live, followed in the way, and then he charged the disciples to make more disciples, to call more disciples. Their task was to call more people into relationship with Jesus Christ, to know who Jesus Christ is, to know the saving grace. That is the task that we have in front of us. So to be called today is to have God speak into your life, but it is also to have those who are disciples already, who are already followers, to call into your life. Have you got somebody that God is placing upon your heart to call them to become a fully devoted disciple of Jesus Christ? Have you got somebody that is burnt, God is placing upon you? See, God places these things upon you so that you may know who to speak to. And what happens, it reminds me of, of, of Philip and how he was called and placed to baptise the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, the, the story is that, you know, and we're going to just jump into to Acts 8, verses 26 to 29, and we'll just have a look at this. So, as, as Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, notice that an angel of the Lord said to him, so go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under um, Kandeke, the queen of Ethiopia. And the eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And he was now returning, seated in his carriage, and he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk alongside the carriage. So he's actually been, you know, here is God saying to Philip, this is what I want us to understand, that God still speaks, still calls, still draws people to come and be called to be a disciple. He says, go over there, listen to what's going on and start getting involved and then call that person to be a disciple. And so, you know, he's reading the scripture from Isaiah and he's not actually understanding it. Philip actually asks, do you understand this? And he says, no. And so he goes on to explain the story of Jesus and who Jesus was and how Jesus saves us. So if we go into the story a little bit later in verse 35. It says, and so beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus, calling, showing. And as they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptised? And he ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptised him brought him into the family, did that public ex, you know, display of who he is. See, this is what it's about. This is the call that is being placed upon us today. It may come through God. May God give a special call to you to come and do that. But often it will come through those godly brothers and sisters who will say, come, 
and listen to the message of Jesus Christ. It's interesting because while we're at the, you know, the Propel Network Conference, one of the interesting things that we kind of looked at was, was how people think about conversion and how often we think discipleship, we, we've got to be converted and discipleship happens after that. However, challenging is to think discipleship happens before and we're converted and we then become deeper into our teaching and we go out to do the same. Change our perspective. Discipleship is about learning to know who Jesus Christ is, to follow in his way. And so we need to be people who are willing to disciple people who are yet to believe so that they may make a decision for Jesus Christ. If they don't know about it, then how can they be called? See, the call to be a disciple does a few things. It provides meaning. It provides purpose in our lives. See, our search for authenticity in the world today can be found in the call by God upon our lives. Sometimes when you read through the Bible, you'll find these extraordinary calls um, by God on certain peoples. And we, and we have looked at the, the, the apostles, the disciples that Jesus specifically called. But if you actually go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, you'll actually find God calls Adam and Eve. In Genesis 3, 9, where are, God calls out to, to the man, where are you? I want to know you. The call to there. In Genesis 6, God calls Noah to build an ark. You know, there's a call upon his life. In Genesis 12, God calls Abram to leave the country and, and, and become a new people into God. You know, in Genesis 3, God calls Moses from the burning bush to, to lead the people. In Joshua 1, 6, God calls Joshua to be strong and courageous. In 1 Samuel 3, God calls Samuel three times in the night until finally Eli, the person who knew God better, understood the call and then said to Samuel, this is God calling on your life. God calls David. God calls Paul on the road to Damascus. It's not just the disciples. It's not just specifically there, but God calls all these pictures. Over and over again in the Bible, we find these pictures Remarkable, amazing stories of God calling on people's lives. But you might think, well, you know, just because we read in the Bible, we see these special calls of, of special people to serve God and do amazing things in special ways, that God wouldn't call us. And what we know when we've been studying the Bible and looking at the call of the disciples, we know that God calls the everyday person. We see God call the everyday people, just like you and me. See, God calls us to have faith in Jesus Christ. God calls you to be a child of God. God calls you to be his friend. He calls you to be a new creation. He calls you to belong to God. God calls you to be a disciple. And we are called to be fully devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. We are called to be fully devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. This is so important for us. That is who we are. That is what gives us authenticity. That what gives us the meaning that we are searching for. That gives us our purpose in life. 
to lead others to become fully devoted disciple of Jesus Christ. It's to come back to the charge that Jesus gave the disciples to go and lead people to be disciples, to make disciples in all of the world. See, this purpose, this meaning, this call upon our life from God, it's what drives me in the morning. It's what pushes me through the day when things are hard. It's what centres me when things become overwhelming. It's what remains a place where I can be positive. It's what gives me reassurance in the evening. Because I'm called to be a disciple and God is calling you to be a disciple as well. He has amazing and special things for you, for your life, to be filled with the most authentic and powerful Holy Spirit if you are willing to hear the call of God upon your life. And that call may come through God directly or it may come through a person who is a godly person who is calling into your life. And that call is to respond wholeheartedly to our God, our maker. The adventure only has started when you say yes to God because God has so much for you. Let's just pray. Let's just come into a moment of prayer. And I just want to pray for, for each and every one of us. So I want you to just, just bow your heads for a moment. And let's just come into this moment and let's just pray for God to call, for God's call upon our lives. My Lord, we know that you call people throughout history and today. And that you call people to do special things. Lord, today, if, if you are calling somebody here right now to do something special, to step up and be a bold, courageous person in the faith, Lord, move in those person, people's hearts that they may know your call upon their lives, that they may know it is you who is calling them. If we have not yet heard the call upon our lives, help us to know that you call us into an authentic living relationship with you, Lord. And Lord, you also draw us to call upon other people so that they may become disciples as well. Our call becomes a call that we take out into all the world. Let us know this. Let us be this. Let us be a people that follows in the way of Jesus Christ. Let us be a people that will go and make disciples of all the nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching these new disciples to obey all the commands and live the way of Jesus Christ. I pray this in the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen.